This episode is brought to you by Communications Training for Coffee Teams, a new Mapper Forward workshop tailored to get your team communicating more confidently to improve general mental health as well as business profitability. Click the link in the show notes for further details. Welcome to the Daily Coffee Pro by Mapper Forward, friends. I'm your host, Lee Safar, and today is episode five of our five part series about whether we think that there is going to be a global financial crisis or not. We have yet not decided, um, but I'm joined by, I'm joined for this episode <laughs> with Carly Garner from Dakali Trading. Carly, we are going to be talking about in this episode, de-risking from global events. Is that possible at this point? It's very difficult to, to do. Uh, a couple things that I can say is, in my business practice, I always prepare for the worst and hope for the best because ultimately the only thing that we can control is ourselves. We can't mm -hmm. control anything around us, but we can control how we prepare for something mm -hmm. to happen and how we react to things that do happen. And the only way for us to react in a constructive manner if something goes wrong is to have the capital to do it um, and to be in a, a place comfortable enough. Again, we talked about running a lean operation if you're running lean and you're comfortable and you have uh, money to backstop yourself, if something goes wrong, mentally, you're going to be in a better position to make proper decisions. If you're under duress and money's tight, you're going to panic and nobody makes good decisions when they're panicking. Is, is this a time to be, because you mentioned something in a previous episode where there is going to be opportunity that shows up. Is de-risking early on going to be the thing that helps you see the opportunities when they show up? Yes. And the, each business is different. And so it's a lot, for some businesses, it's a lot easier to uh, take advantage of downswings than others. So this is just kind of a blanket statement. But whether you're, I'm in the brokerage and trading business and it's mm -hmm. a mental game, but for small business owners, it's also a mental game. The only way to uh, be in a position to act aggressively, in other words, playing offense, not defense, when that opportunity arises, is to put yourself in a mental state, in a financial state that's comfortable to take advantage of those opportunities. If you're already on your back foot, either mentally or financially, when um, things, things hit the fan, you're going to be on your back foot. You can't react. All you can do is try to survive. And that's really honestly where um, the big money is made or lost is just that the difference in mindset and the difference in positioning. Mm. Yeah. Uh, one of my biggest uh, business tools that I teach through a lot of my consulting is the idea of equanimity. And for those who haven't heard the term equanimity before, it's it's about being very present and allowing yourself to experience something as it shows up without influencing it and allowing it to leave. So, you know, if anxiety shows up, uh, it's about being present in whatever it is that you're experiencing, experience that anxiety, but don't like grab onto it and hold onto it and, you know, push it to the deepest depths of the, the way that anxiety can be experienced. The anxiety will come, the anxiety will be experienced and the anxiety will leave. Um, we are in for some very interesting times ahead. We've been through interesting times. Uh, and this is a time to kind of, in my opinion, and what I'm working with my clients on is be very equanimitous so that 
you're ducking and weaving rather than copying the blows as they come um, because there are going to be some opportunities and and if you're not ready for them, you will miss them. One thing that I experienced, Carly, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, is that people feel guilty when opportunities show up during times when perhaps the, the masses are experiencing some suffering. What has been your experience around witnessing this and, and how can people change their mindset on that? Uh, I, I too have experienced that. And most recently during uh, the COVID shutdowns in the US, the mm. economy was mostly shut down for <clears throat> six months to eight months, uh, even longer in some areas. Mm. And people were really feeling a lot of pain. A lot of small businesses were suffering. And it just so happened that our business was able to continue to, to work because mm. um, we work from a home office. We keep everything lean. And because of that, we're able to just business as usual. And I felt a little bit of guilt after, over that. And then I also felt some guilt in that um, during that same time, the, the stock market, for lack of a better word, crashed, the mm -hmm. bond market crashed. And I was in a position where I had de-risked prior to that. And I was able to uh, put money to work at really cheap prices. And so I felt a little bit guilty about that. But after thinking about it, um, you know, for some time, that's, we all have choices to make. Some mm -hmm. people are taking additional risks when everything is hot. And I'm not the type of person that, that, that does that. So I, I left some money on the table when other people were enjoying, um, you know, Bitcoin success or whatever it was. And so it's just two different ways of approaching the world. And in some ways, uh, being aggressive all the time. And when economies and markets are hot. Sometimes that pays off better than the way I do it, but uh, everybody has their chance at thriving in different times. Mm -hmm. I just prefer to be the type of person that um, can sleep better at night. So I'd rather de-risk when the, the economy or the markets give me the ability to do so and then put it back on when um, other people might be suffering. And unfortunately, it took me a long time to get to that point. I paid paid my dues. So I don't feel guilty anymore, but I hope to encourage other people to try to uh, behave in that manner. And if somebody is looking to de-risk, um, where do you think they should start? Um, this is more of a personal finance mm -hmm. uh, approach, but the best way to de-risk is to pay off all your debt. I'm talking credit cards, houses, cars, zero debt. If you have zero debt and zero expenses in both business and personal life, you can really honestly absorb almost anything. Mm -hmm. uh, whatever comes your way, you're probably going to be able to handle it. And a lot of people look at that as uh, some sort of, you know, the theory is, and they even taught us this in finance classes. In finance, they teach you, you shouldn't pay off your house or your debt because mm -hmm. you can earn more money in the stock market or, you know, other investments. But the reality is those investments come with risk. And especially what we've seen in the last couple of years uh, where the NASDAQ, is up 20, 30% and then down 70% the mm -hmm. next year. That's a lot of risk that I'm not willing to stomach. And my uh, business and personal life does has no interest in dealing with that either. <laughs> so if you're paying off debt, it's almost like paying, uh, it's almost like earning that same interest. So for example, I'm just gonna use a simple example, a mm -hmm. car. Um, if you were paying five or 6% on your car and you pay that loan off, that's almost like, it basically is like earning five or 6% on an investment. So I encourage everybody to pay off their debt first. And then once all that's done, maybe you can consider taking on some risk in the markets, but uh, that's a good step, first step. A lot, a lot of what I see in 
a lot of small business, whether it's in the coffee industry or not, um, is that people surprisingly are not aware of their financial position. What do you say to people? <laughs> I mean, before you can de-risk, I, you kind of got to know what your risk is, right? Right. Go ahead. Um, I think that in our society, and I assume it's like this in most developed mm -hmm. countries, we are kind of encouraged to take on debt. We're encouraged mm -hmm. to take a loan out and drive a nice car or in our, uh, our business should have nice cars and all these mm -hmm. fancy things. Um, but I'm not sure that's really the most constructive way to go about it. I mean, most businesses are, or people can't pay cash for a car, but if they, you know, pay off their loan early, they're several steps ahead than mm -hmm. their competitors. Um, so I think we have to kind of think outside the box and we do this. And I mean, we're humans. We do this literally in everything we do. We mm -hmm. just go with the flow and this is how it's always been done. And this is how everyone else does it. But we should take a step back and see where we can uh, lower our expenses, lower our risk and move from there, regardless of what anyone else is doing. We should be doing our own thing. And that's the key kind of takeaway right now is I think a lot of the reason why we're in the situation that we are in in a lot of our societies is because people are following the trends. People mm -hmm. are doing, it's a FOMO thing. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I wish people could hear the look on your face then. <laughs> <laughs> There's been way too much FOMO in the last three years, just way too much. <laughs> um, and, and even in the coffee industry, we end in F&B in general, people get tired of, or they get laid off from their corporate job. They want to go into an easier life, easier life in inverted commas. And they're like, I know how to make a really great espresso at home. And my wife, wife makes amazing muffins. And so <laughs> I'm going to go and open a cafe because how hard can it be? Everybody does it. Yeah, of yeah. course. And they're always Carly busy. Carly and I both shaking right? our heads. <laughs> right. They're always, always <laughs> like, look at, there's people in there all the time. The cafe's beautiful. They're on Instagram. There's so much money to be made in coffee. Folks, 3% net profit is the average amount that a cafe that's actually making profit is making 3% net profit. I want you to hear that sobering truth. And then I want you to tack that to 6% inflation. And now let's see how great you feel about opening a cafe. I, I mean, this, this subject makes me rather angry, so I'm going to just dial back a little bit. Um, I just, the saturation in our market is killing yeah. more small businesses than ever. Um, and I think that we're in for, you know, this is where I kind of want to wrap up the series of like, do we think that there's some pain ahead? Um, I generally think that this pain has been coming for quite some time, whatever it's going to be. I think that there are going to be a number of small businesses that are wiped out globally because of a lot of the kicking the can down the road that has happened. Um, what are your thoughts, Carly? Do you think that the next couple of years are going to be painful? Um, I think we get beyond the next couple of years. At some point, it's going to get painful. I just don't think it's yet. I think at some point, I think they still have a few more uh, tools in the tool shed to, to push <laughs> this charade out. Um, but then again, we should always prepare for that not to be the case. But I, I do think that we we survive this time around. But the more we do this, the, the worse it's going to become eventually when it does come to roost. And it 
it's not necessarily that this uh, this banking crisis is going to be the thing that causes the tsunami to happen. It could well be contained. We may well coast the next couple of years and everything's fine and then something else causes a contagion that just blows everything up, right? Absolutely. I mean, we don't know what we don't know. In uh, 2019, we thought life was fabulous, right? And then right around the corner was oh, COVID yeah. and then we have World War Three. and then, I mean... <laughs> Just keeps coming. So we don't know what we don't know. We'll just have we to just wait. We just told see. everyone our Instagram conversations. <laughs> uh, Carly, where can everyone find Dakali Trading? So you can uh, follow me on Twitter at Carly Garner, C-A-R-L-E-Y-G-A-R-N-E-R, or you can visit our website, decarlytrading.com. That's D-E-C-A-R-L-E-Y trading.com. You can check the show notes or find Carly on Bloomberg every now and then when she's appearing and having conversations <laughs> or on Bloomberg. Um, thanks so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. This was Absolutely. a big ask of me to say to you, hey, listen, I don't understand what the fuck's going on. Can you come and tell my audience about it in the middle that of everything fun. that you've got going on? So thank you so much for doing this. You're welcome. It was fun. So I'm not going to ask Carly to sign this off, but we are going to kind of sort of do it together. So thanks for tuning everyone, <laughs> tuning in, everyone. I hope that you, you learned something. Peace, love, and peanut butter. (laughs) (laughs) Told you I'd mess it up. (laughs) Peace, love, and peanut butter. Have an amazing rest of your day, folks. Thanks for tuning in, friends. There are two ways you can support this podcast. Firstly, become a paid member of our YouTube channel. Secondly, you can join our Patreon for as little as $3 a month. Both have options for exclusive ad-free content and early release content. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. The Daily Coffee Pro is produced by Map It Forward and the music you're listening to is called Run 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 off of my album Laundry After Midnight. To get older episodes of this podcast, as well as more information on Mapper Forward, head to mapperforward.coffee. You can find links and more information in the show notes below.